This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Hello to everybody that's joining us. And if oh. you can't catch us live, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can always catch us on the YouTubes, the iTubes. I just made that one up. All the different tubes of the internet. The iTunes, because the internet is made up of tubes. The Pandora. The Pandora. We are on Pandora now. Yes, we are. Are we on Apple? Uh, I don't know. On on the Apple? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. And as always, the show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I'm your host, Reese, a.k.a. Reeseus. Yep. Not Reeseus. You still go by that, huh? Eh. People call, it's funny when people actually meet me and they're like, oh, hi, Reeseus. And I'm like, ah, it's the screen name. It's not my actual name. That's a, that's a real throwback. I don't think people do handles anymore. Like, it used to be a thing. People still do handles. I think now with social media mainly being revolving around your actual, mm-hmm. like, media page, like your Facebook page or whatever, right. it's less common to do that. But people still have their handles. Okay. Is, I, that, is that kind of I was never a, of? I was never a gamer, though. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. I know people would know each other from their handles and like blogging and well, forums. Forums which is where... That's the big one, yeah. Because forums have kind of gone by the wayside. You know, oh, before we go any further wow. down that rabbit hole, co-host here, oh. the Salty Banana. That's your handle. Uh, <laughs> unwanted. <laughs> What's your handle? What's my handle? <laughs> That's a good double the entendre. Banana. Oh, great. I'll take it. <laughs> You'll take that handle? I'll take the banana. Wrap your hands around it. <laughs> You take take that handle with two hands. <laughs> We're just gonna lay it on. That's thick. it. Okay. We're gonna lay it on thick. This We're both episode. coming down from illnesses. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's the, the forums have kind of <laughs> gone to the wayside because social media is, is taking over. So I think yeah. maybe the, having a handle has kind of disappeared a little bit. Uh, a banana handle says Zavali forty five in the chat. That's pretty good. Look at that. It was funny because when I started uh, in getting involved with um, on forums talking about like forty k and, mm-hmm. and such. Everyone had a handle, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I decided to make one up, and it was mm-hmm. a nickname from college. I was like, uh, Reseus, that's it. And then just stuck. I miss the forum days. It was fun, dude. They're not around anymore, right? They're gone. No, they're, I mean, they're still, like, you know, Dakadaka is still huge, even though it doesn't. Mm. I, I don't spend as much time there. Reddit is, you know, one of the most highly trafficked websites in the world. So they're still around. It's just not as prevalent as it once was. Maybe we're just getting older. Maybe that's it, too. I forget things exist. A lot of the conversation now for 40K communities is on Facebook groups and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. uh, At any rate, we also talk about gaming here on occasion. But before Sometimes. we do that, uh, if you wanted to take advantage of the new FLG mat discounted price during the release period, which is going to be running through the end of the week, uh, make sure to grab that uh, now. It's 20% off MSRP. It's a really good deal. And it's a really, really good looking mat as well. Uh, island is what it's called. And it Two gives part, you... right? It's Island and then also one's called Desert. <laughs> yeah, what was it? I don't even know the resolution of that. But we're, we're, yeah. um, we're making, yeah, some of the smaller sizes don't have as much water on it as one would expect given the name. <laughs> the of surprise an, was the best part. It was an oversight. I was like, I looked at it and I was like, 
from the design standpoint. I was like, why is it, this one doesn't have water? And well, it was pointed out by a few people, and then we, we reached out. I did, out, too. I was we reached out to the designer, and, like, hey, and we're like, heck? what a minute. They're like, yeah. Like, there was no, they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> so we're going to have an, another version made of the smaller ones where there's more water. It still looks cool. It's sure. still like a, um, the smaller ones, it's kind of just like the like the edge of a jungle or something like that. Yeah, it's, so. it's a totally serviceable mat, but yeah. uh, really, really good looking mat, and uh, perfect for things like a Normandy, like a beach landing. Mm -hmm. Uh, anything of that nature, a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to try and get a set of terrain painted up to match it for the BAO, actually. Um, nice. Seeing if I can get that done. Yeah. It'll match exact location. No, that would be the SoCal Open. Yeah, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> There's too many. They're both near water. That is true. They're both near One water. One of them is just more murky. Yeah. One's a little overcast up in the bay. <clears> but uh, yeah, the BAO is coming up. So if you want to go, uh, a lot of the events have actually sold out. but. Wow. If you want to try your luck coming in and uh, and walking in, uh, we usually have room for walk-ins. No guarantees, of course. But um, the thirty, the Thursday RTT and the Sunday RTT have plenty of room. Uh, the forty K champs did sell out, and I, I believe we saw some room for AOS. So, looking forward to seeing everybody there. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait to see who walks away the big winner chicken dinner. Last year it was Don Hoosen. He's feeling super confident. He has this blog now. It's uh, Don Hoosen dot wordpress or something like that you can probably just google it um yeah. he i mean he's good great but he's very full of himself now so sorry <laughs> you know it's like here's here's my list here's how i'm gonna win he's a he's big dog and everybody now he might he just i mean he's kind of like babe ruth i guess now he just <laughs> pointing points. at the fence yeah it'll okay. be an interesting i think don's gonna do very well so he, he usually does and he's been he has been doing extremely well he's gone four and one at uh the battle for la and at the broadside bash with his Really mean both, purge chaos space marine army. Both tournaments had a bunch of killers. Yeah, on that list. Yeah. So, well, last year he beat uh, in control mm -hmm. Jeff in control Robinson in the the title match uh, to win the BAO. So it was a really exciting game. Um, Jeff made one mistake. Don pounced on him, had hot dice, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Killed all his troops and and just took him out. And removed his ability to actually score points. So. Really good game. It's going to be exciting to see who wins. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're just short of 200 players. I'm waiting for the final numbers to come in. So it's going to be uh, a super major, so to speak. Um, when you get up into that range, it's just dramatically bigger than everything else. So it's going to be really exciting. Nice. 200 is a, a good number if, if we get that. Yeah, I think we're like 180-something. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the biggest BAO ever was 200. Um, was that in... I was at Game Castle and it was too many people. Oh, that's right. It was, it was the first, the first year, year, right? year we yeah. did it. Yeah, and they overestimated how many people they could fit in the space. That's so, right. And the, the air yeah. conditioning. It was <laughs> pretty hot. We were like, oh, we won't do that again. A lot of big boys. <laughs> so, but Just, the thing, oof. yeah, well, gaming, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, the other thing to, care, to bear in mind too is that not only do we have the second biggest BAO we've ever had, we've also got a friendly uh, or a, a narrative, a 40k narrative event, uh, Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar side events, uh, kill team. So there's just way more stuff going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Even if you're not playing and you're up in the Bay Area, mm -hmm. come on by Burlingame and check it out. Just pop your head in. There's going to be all kinds of stuff for sale. Yeah, Pablo's bringing like a trailer full of secondhand product, yeah. like a ton. And there'll be a lot of new, new in box stuff as well. So mm -hmm. come by, check it out, get some killer deals, and uh, yeah, enjoy yourself. And it should, the, uh, the store is going to be where the tournament is, right? It's not going to be in the vendor hall? 
it, it will be where the tournament is, yeah, okay. unless something changes. That's the game plan. So going to be a lot of fun. Come by and say hello. Check it out. Uh, this week's pre-order from Games Workshop, which you can pick up from Frontline Gaming through our web card at a discount with free shipping options within the continental United States, is Kill Team Elites. It's an expansion that lets you use things like Terminators, mm-hmm. all kinds of cool iconic units from the 40K universe. And there's also several expansion sets with new terrain, new play tiles, and of course, some of the models. Very cool. Uh, check it out. And you can pick those up at a discount. Kill Team is red hot right now. It's really popular. I have not been interested, but the other day, Andrew was playing Arena yeah. here in the store with uh, Pascal. And I'll be honest, it caught my attention. It looked pretty cool. I've heard only positive reviews mm-hmm. about it. Like literally only positive reviews. I just, for me, it's just such a chore to try and learn a new game. Even though there's so many games out there I want to play, like, you know, we've said uh, uh, KT47 mm-hmm. uh, or Conflict 47 and... Um, Dust yeah, Tactics. Yeah, Dust. And there's so many other cool games out there that I'd love to play. It's just, it's really a challenge to find time and brain space for it. Yeah. The time is the, is the yes. But yeah. there's a lot of good stuff now. Because like I said on a previous show, like I, I actually picked up some Conflict 47 models, started putting together the Russians. I was like, oh, dude, some I'm a big mm-hmm. World War II kind of uh, enthusiast like uh, in terms of the history. And uh, I really liked the models. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's got a sci-fi element. The rule book is like 250 pages. I was like, pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to read all this. I was like, this is going to, it would be, yeah. I, I was like, there's just no way, man. Like. I needed something a lot more digestible uh, if I was going to give it a shot. And who knows, maybe in the future. Because I, I really do like the models a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have like Soviet bear men wielding like hammers and sickles, I, I'm on board with that. It's cool. It's a cool game. It really is. And uh, both and bolt action is cool itself. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's the rules are based off of that with a couple tweaks. So Yeah, and some of the bolt action mechanics, I'm like, where you just randomly activate units. I'm like, I'd have to try it. But it, that sounds mm-hmm. a little too much like, you know, Age of Sigmar. With the, the random initiative to me, which, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Nah. Some people love it, some people don't. That's true. So anyway, uh, Warhammer Fest went on this previous weekend, and they released all kinds of interesting stuff. Um, we have a bunch of pictures here that we want to show you. But uh, first up was the Dark Angels 30K like Knights, and mm-hmm. they look amazing. Uh, and it's funny because you always forget that the Dark Angels didn't always weren't always green. They used to be black. Mm-hmm. But uh, these models are seriously brilliant. Um, I really, really like them. The 30K, 30K line holding strong to that original aesthetic, baby. Yeah. I mean, uh, 30K is continuing, apparently. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, they're, they're st- they stuck with right. the 7th edition rule set, which... I think that was a mistake. Well, it's like people bought all these books that are like crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. And everything they've been doing for years and years was built off that rule set. So I understand the logic of the decision, but like uh, the seventh edition rule set is just, in my opinion, strictly inferior to eighth edition. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to lock something in time, they should have like gone with fifth ed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that fits the setting and the, the mm-hmm. models and everything of... of or if you're going to have two different versions of a game, you know, why did they get rid of fantasy? Fantasy could have continued with the new skirmish... Age of Sigmar, you know, I don't know. It's a hard reset. It's, I love the Horus Heresy in terms of the story. Like I've read most of the books. I'm pretty caught up. The game, the models look really great. Um, The Dreadnoughts, especially that new Dreadnought looks, looks amazing. The new uh, Terminator characters they have there look really good. Um, But yeah, the, it's one of those things that like, I, I get why they kept the rule set. I do. And they probably had like three or four books that were already written 
ahead of time. They're, yeah. they're like, well, now we can't working, change it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I get it. And it's maybe just, you know, who knows? Like we're we're looking at this from a one viewpoint. You know, like our perspective of the game and the state of the game, and they're looking at it from a different. Like the sales of 30k might be amazing. You know, like we just don't know, and so they're just like, why rock the boat? I mean, so. they must have been selling well enough that they did a lot of the kits in plastic, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need to have quite a bit of volume to, to make that worthwhile. Right. But uh, I mean, this Dreadnought, this Leviathan Dreadnought it's looks great. so cool. And a lot of that is ported over to 40K, like it, the Leviathan rules and, and stuff like that. It usually gets ported um, over. Those Tartaros Terminators, yeah. that kind of stuff. Cause that looks, I mean, if you if you run Tartaros Terminators in your army already, uh, in your 40K army, um, that would be an amazing addition as like a, as a character, yeah. sergeant or something like, you know, captain. Yeah, these models awesome. look so bad. I'd be so stoked if I did that. Right. And, this dude, uh, this yeah. guy here with the shield and the sword, he's like, I don't care about your rocket launcher. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I don't care if you have lasers. I yeah. have a shield, bro, and no helmet. Right. No helmet. Well, that's, he's a sergeant, so. Yeah. I actually prefer the way it looks with no helmet. <clears throat> Can't wear a helmet. It's, and people go, it's not realistic. I'm like, yeah, but the guy's got a chainsaw sword, so mm -hmm. I don't care. <laughs> like, he's got a sword. So there's the, that's the unrealism. There. Yeah. And then we have this uh, Contemptor Dreadnought here with a dual Volkite blaster or whatever. Very cool. Uh, very, very cool. I love those Leviathan Dreadnoughts. Yeah, dude. The Dread the I wish Dreadnoughts were better in 8th edition because I absolutely love the models. They like, are if you're Don Hoosen and you play the Purge. You know what? That's a, uh, it's a good point. You can make them work with the Forge World versions of them, mm -hmm. right? And like, they, you, you if you really wanted to, you can make a Dreadnought, like a, 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 a Ghoulimon dreadnought horde you could make it work the close combat dreadnoughts for the blood angels aren't bad because it gets a it gets around the issue with dreadnoughts which is the issue with vehicles which is a single model can hold up a very expensive unit yeah by just touching it yeah. at least close combat dreadnoughts do some damage in close combat they'll still get held up but they're you kind of want them in close combat so yeah and with you know with rerolls if if i could wave a magic wand i would give them all more attacks and everything but mm -hmm. hey yeah um, but yeah these these new uh, uh, armature. armature class yeah. knights that uh, GW showed off, these look amazing too. Mm -hmm. uh, love the kind of admech additions to them. They match some of the new knights that uh, knights and titans that uh, Forge Worlds come out with for admech. And so these armatures, they just look so cool. I love armature models. And uh, some mm -hmm. of these new weapon options and kind of different carapace designs look really, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, super excited to see the rules for right. them too. Uh, I bet they're going to be pretty good. Wait for your sauce to get blown off, Reese. <laughs> you know what? Take it away, buddy. We have some new releases for the uh, the Hobbit line, <laughs> which is uh, great. <laughs> Somewhere that guy's got um, a, that guy's got a stick. Dude. So they, it's a new book that's coming out. It's a it's a narrative book. It's for it's it's about when the Hobbits. I forget the name of it, but it's when they um after the Lord of the Rings, after all the battles and stuff, they go back to the Shire, which it's like an addendum at the books when you're reading the books. And the um, Wormtongue and his cronies actually took over the Shire. Yeah, that's right. And so then the Hobbits go and just beat him up. <laughs> They're like, we just did, you know, a couple of years of battle with the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know? you don't got You guys have dude. sticks. And they, they, they basically go ninja. If I remember, it's been a long time since I read them, but they basically snuck into the Shire and just beat them all up and then ran them out of town. <laughs> like, that was the... <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I think that's the end of the books, too. <sighs> so, uh, so Games Workshop... Um, thought to make a campaign about it you can make a shire dude or a hobbit hole you know i House. can see so that's kind of cool if you're a big fan of lord it's of the rings and you're great. like i want something to be on my desk or something like on my mantle like that's really cool well the you know when we got i don't know is that aragorn i don't know who that no, is it's, it's another um it's a named uh rohan character what they've been doing is there's only so many named characters in the universe so they take people who are like sergeants they're like this guy's you know, and they make him a character. So, but then the best for last, 
This fat goblin. The goblin guy. He looks really cool. What is the warg's face too, just like nah. <laughs> I know yeah. his his mount looks happy. Right? I don't know who this is, but um It's Sir Tubby, the goblin. Man. We joke. We joke, but somebody out there is so stoked for this. You have no idea. Someone's like well, me and my dad play Lord of the Rings every guy, Saturday. Like that guy looks like he just came out of the red box D and D. Like This has got to be more of a hobbit. Is it like an evil hobbit? Like, we should what know. is that guy? We should know more about this stuff. His name's Shouty Rohondo. Okay. It's fairly big. In the this guy, no, he's upset now. See, we've upset this guy. Rad Bully, I'm sorry. Jeez. That guy's name wasn't Shouty Rohondo. That guy's name is like Tubbs or something. Is he? Who's he talking? Okay, anyways. Like, that's Donut Hole, the Goblin King. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's a cool, that's a release. Uh. <laughs> For Forge World. <laughs> oh, 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 brother. But, okay, Warcry is starting to look really cool. Moving on. I'm starting to get really ex actually interested in Warcry because the, the I, I, I must have missed the basic concept. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just all these Chaos Warbrands, and they are, but each one is from a different realm. Yes. And now I, I'm like, oh, this is actually getting kind of interesting. Right, and they're not specifically just humans. No. So, like, so, these guys have, like, a dark elf. Yeah, and, and uh, so the new one they showed off is called the Splintered Fang they're from the Realm of Life, mm -hmm. and they are themed over poison and snakes, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool, and then they look like gladiators. The, the theme for this is very Conan. Yep. From the, from the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan, not the, the, the series, you know, the comic series, um, which I like. I really like that. Dude, the series with, uh, oh, what was his name? The contemporary to Xena, that was I. I actually really enjoyed it. Kevin, Sor Kevin Sorbo. Oh, Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said Conan. Yeah, I was talking about Conan. Oh, I totally. Hercules is a great show too, yeah, dude. Awesome. I used to watch that yeah. every Sunday morning. Oh, I, Hercules, and then also uh, Xena was right after yeah. it. God, it's great. Totally different. If you want to see a cool video, do there's a video of Xena where she's uh, she's flipping on a branch. It's Have you the, seen that? I, I fell out of my. And then she chair. flips off of it and lands in the middle of the, like onto a boat. <laughs> no, in she the ocean. flips. Like 20 times, like, yeah. and lands on a boat. It was amazing. Yeah, Google, but none of that was tongue in cheek. No, they did it to that be was serious. Like, yeah, but I fell out of my chair laughing. Like, it was so absurd. Bruce Campbell was in that series. He yeah. was the King of Thieves. Oh, God, that was good. Oh, man. Sor and Kevin Sorbo. I love Kevin Sorbo because he's not. He wasn't like. He's not in jacked. great shape. <laughs> but he was he's kind of just a big guy. He's just like a, a guy who probably did some football <laughs> in high school, right? <laughs> and now he's like 35. You know, he, he happens to be like 6'4", you know, so he's kind of big. He's farm strong, right? He's got farm muscles. It's not a lot of definition, but... You're on point today, dude. <laughs> so, he's farmer strong. Country strong. <laughs> got some big big uh, arms. So, I don't know. I always thought that was funny, though. Well, back then, a guy could be Hercules and just be like six foot. Everybody but it would be great because like he would like pick four. up these rocks and like throw them. And then it would like hit a guy and the guy would just like fall down. Like, ah, like he just got hit by like a ton of rocks. It was like foam. It would just bounce off him. Oh yeah. god. Anyway, the splintered spang, splintered spang, the splintered fang. Right. Uh, looking very cool. And the other two that we've seen, um, there's the untamed beasts that come from the Gur, the realm of beasts, and a lion. And then the first war band that we saw uh, was from the realm of metal. Okay. And now it's kind of coming together. And then there's this cool Thundercat, whom I don't know what purpose he serves, but he looks rad. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's starting to come together now. I'm, I'm actually getting a little interested in it. It's a low model count. The aesthetic is cool. Yeah. Like this, this is like, they, they have to be taking inspiration from the, from the Conan, the barbarian. Oh dude, that's, I mean, they had the snake borster being people that look like this. The armor is awesome. Like the whole, the whole thing is Conan inspired. I mean, and that, um, God, what was the, the, his, the villain's name? Uh, Tulsa doom. Who was uh, James Earl Jones, right? That's Tulsa doom. Okay. Yeah. Who, if you actually read the, the books is a really cool character. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's, that's, that's <clears> a villain done correctly. Like he's super interesting and compelling villain. Um, like he's just as cool as Conan in my opinion, but uh, uh, very very neat. I'm looking to see how this game develops. I'm actually I'm gonna actually try and play Warcry. We'll see. It's it's more uh, compelling to me than Shadespire. Shadespire is a really popular and cool game, mm -hmm. but I'm not super duper into all the the card mechanics stuff. Um, Warcry is looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, hilarious, but you know intentionally hilarious. We have another Blood Bowl team, the Halflings. I love the description of it in the Blood Bowl universe. They're like, we don't, no one understands why halflings play Blood Bowl because they're terrible at it, but they love it. Mm -hmm. And you've got these silly, you know, halflings running around. Like one guy has a pot on his head as his helmet. Yeah. One guy's got like a, a squirrel that's throwing a little mini football. It, it's great. Yeah. And this is classic GW humor. I love it. This is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I actually think this is great. Like yeah. this is super fun. And these models look cool too. If so. I was going to play Blood Bowl, I would play this team. Or the they, Goblins. They've all got little yeah. pot bellies and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's good stuff. I love it. I'm assuming you can like put ogres on their team and stuff like that to make, you know. I'm, I'm sure yeah. there's, I mean, the, the dwarves have a giant steamroller that they sure. run you over with. These guys uh, look sick. Yeah. These are actually badass models. We have the new Necromunda models. These guys are mercenaries, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And uh, there's a wide variety yes, of them. Dude. Is that Max Steiner from Warzone? That does look like Max Steiner, but a girl maybe? I can't tell. But very, very cool. Uh, the Necromunda models are amazing. Uh, that they, game. They make really, really good conversion fodder for 40K as well. Mm -hmm. But then we've got a bunch of different thematic bounty hunter type guys or, or uh, mercenaries you can add to your mm -hmm. Necromunda gang. Very, very cool models. <clears throat> That's another game I haven't played. The new version of it. Yeah. Probably never will. It doesn't look too complex. I've looked at the rules. Necromunda is really complex. The models are amazing. And they've yeah. released like every single faction. Dude, the, the, the Delicu, they look straight out of Dark City. Mm -hmm. Like the tall, long torso with the, the overcoat. Oh my gosh. The aesthetics of it are amazing. Like the, the, the models for Necromunda are, are 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. They're so good. Uh, and then the, the high-tech house, which the Vansars, yeah. those are the, the out infinity, the infinity models. And they're plastic kits. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it good. just shows it just shows the the capabilities that GW has with their plastics. It's insane. It is nobody. I mean, they can do what people do with metal better now. Yeah. Like it's it's incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, we also got some new Adeptus Titanicus models, which are super cool. Uh, just, I think it's uh, upgrade packs. Is it upgrade packs? Yeah, because these are already out. The Reavers and the Reaver was, but I guess you get two Gatling guns and then new weapon options, new Carapace weapons, big nuke on his back. That game looks cool, man. We've, done, we've started having a lot of pink missions for these. And when I see the models, like little knights and stuff, I'm yeah. like, gosh, that's so cool. Because a knight's the size of a Terminator, mm -hmm. right? And Adeptus Titanicus knight is the size of a 40K yeah. Terminator. Yeah. And uh, the Warhounds and the Reavers are about the size of a Dreadnought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the, the uh, Warlord Titan is like it's, it's almost of a knight. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit bigger than a Warglaive. It's like the size of a Redemptor Dreadnought, actually. It's pretty close in size. But... More, I would say, putting together one of those Adeptus Titanicus warlords is more complex than putting together an Imperial Knight. It's like pretty complex. Just so many small parts. Um, oh, this is new, the Porphyrian. Yeah, the Knight Porphyrian is new, and, and gosh, he looks cool. 
That guy's a bear to play against in 40K, I'm sure, in this I've game. I've seen people take two of those in 40K. That's silly. You're going to lose. You're never going to win objectives. You don't need to. Just blow them Just off the kill table. everybody. Yeah. Like my, I'm taking every kill <laughs> objective in the game. Yeah. You know, I'm going to lose one point a turn by not holding an objective. And it's funny, too, because people... Like, the, the common perception with ITC missions is that killing is more important than holding objectives, but it's... No. Totally not. <clears throat> well, you there lose. are more points for holding for board control than there are for killing. Period. If you can't hold objectives, you you lose essentially. Um, not even talk about secondaries, but you lose two points a turn. Yep. If it's not more. It's funny, especially people that are like don't actually play ITC missions. Like, oh, it's just about killing, and I'm like, did you even read them? Maybe I'm There's kind of more involved, points you know. for holding objectives. Like Anyways. inherently built into it. Yeah. Always, it always session. it always makes me laugh. Uh, so then we got some new uh, forge rule models. We have a custodes. Flyer, these these always skimmer, remind me right? of Dune so much. The 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 movie, um, whenever I see them, uh, really really cool. And man, I cannot wait for that movie. Oh, the guy who directed Blade Runner twenty forty nine is directing it, and it's an all star cast. I'm like, oh. Uh. Is it in production or is it pre production? It, no, it's it's in production. Like I've been following it because I'm a massive Dune fan, and mm -hmm. my hopes are very high. <clears throat> like this could be the this could be the coolest sci-fi movie to come out in ages so we'll see it's gonna be a series or gonna try to fit it onto one it's gonna be two movies if they really wanted to do just they would do it like a, ser a mini series about it yeah, like an, I, eight, an eight episode deal or something like that the first book is gonna be two or three movies they've committed to it okay because the the studio that's putting it out wants it to go take it down star wars which wouldn't be very hard at this point i don't know man 12 year olds love star wars and that's what it's aimed at yeah that's what it's aimed at. Adults I mean, pretend to love Star Wars. I, I when I we're going off track here a little bit, but when I go to see a Star Wars movie now, if it's not like a Rogue One or mm -hmm. even Solo, I thought was pretty good. Right. I go in now expecting him to suck, and then I'm entertained, mm -hmm. and that's it. And it's I'm not like yeah, you sit there and like the the seven year old sitting next to you is just cracking wow, up, and you're just yeah. like all right, well yeah. I don't go into expecting to be amazing mm -hmm. movies anymore. I just go in like eh, it's gonna be bright colors and silly yeah, jokes. Yeah, it's just to drink a soda and eat popcorn yeah but they have gone downhill oh my god what so are these things these are the demons of the ruin storm these uh red and black uh mm -hmm. demons from forge world and they're supposed to be like the embodiment of primordial chaos mm. they look cool they do i don't have any idea is this for, it's for 40k 30k so 30k yeah okay because the, the the demons of the ruin storm are a part of the story i don't know how exactly but gotcha. uh they're pretty cool and then we have some white scars terminators holding glaives it's funny they're white scars, but their armor is black. Well, they have the white shoulder pads. They do, and they explain why they're in black. They're like some, you know, like honor guard ninjas. unit or something like that. Just so you can't see them coming. <laughs> I always love the uh, the people who, when they're doing the writing of the books, when they are the guys who are more realistic about the nature of the armor, how like it um, it's so loud because of the power packs on it. And it'll like, it's described as like getting anywhere near it will make your teeth start vibrating because the the power from one space Marines tactical suit of armor. Yeah. Well, it's and got so like whenever they talk about, power back, whenever they talk about like, you, you know, see, like Marines that are stealthy, I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's impossible. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They run out of different flavors of Marines. Right. Uh, and then we have some white scars, uh, jet bikes looking oh. pretty cool. I look how I love this how they have the spears. Lance, yeah. yeah. Like, how does that work? <laughs> Why? So don't sh don't shoot me with your gun. Hold on. Let me <laughs> let me line up. You. Let me line this up. Well, I'm going like 200 miles per hour with a giant spear. Yeah. But you know what? It looks cool. Who cares? And then we have a Blood Angels Contemptor Dreadnought with uh, with clowls. Yeah. 
I want to get you in my cloud. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looked great. And uh, then there's, I can't remember this guy's name. He's a named character for the Blood Angels. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a captain. He's, he's, he's like their um, Sigismund kind of dude. Wiping his sword. Yeah, well, you just chopped that demon's arm off. It's true. Thematic base, I hate this. Actually, that arm on that base has got, is anatomically correct. It's got the nice. tibia and the fibia. The, the little skull. Yeah, right. I love it. It's good. Okay. Uh, and then we have another White Scars uh, models, Land Speeder. Wow, I mean, if you're a White Scars player, geez. Well, yeah, their, their day has finally come because yeah. we're coming to the Siege of Terra. This guy's doing a dance with his glaive. I love it. And well, then he's holding his eagle. Mm -hmm. uh, awesome, awesome captains. Uh, very cool. And then we've got a gigantic oh. new Admech Knight. This thing looks so <laughs> badass. That thing looks like it's just going to be like 50 wounds. And it has a two up in bull save. I love it. I don't know. It looks that's, crazy. That's pretty mild for uh, Forge, Forge Rolls. Rolls. And it'll be about 500 points. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a two up in bull save and that, come on. You know what I mean? Like It's not re-rollable. No. I, Forge Roll can do better than that. The that's guns right. will automatically blow you up. And it'll be it'll be a two up invul. I am waiting for the return of the D weapons at some point. It's please, gonna happen. Please no. Like That's on a on a six, are. remove the unit. You're like, oh, <laughs> ouch. You got you're... when that came into the game, I was flabbergasted at how incredibly ridiculous it was. Really, some, if any of our writers are are listening, it'd be awesome to do a, a recap <laughs> of some of the most ridiculous stuff in seventh edition because people forget infinite summoning and people forget how bad it was. It was. Yeah, I was oh. like, well, how did these rules get written? It's garbage. Uh, then we have a White Scars, uh, Leviathan Dread. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, some new 40K models. There we go. In now plastics. we're talking. Now we have a new uh, Repulsor um, tank. This one's a gunship, and it's got 80 gazillion guns on it. I think it's the same kit, but it has a, a big LAS cannon. It's okay. It deterrent's a little different. Yeah. Um, and it's got two versions. It has a plasma version and the cannon, which you can see here. Mm -hmm. uh, and finally... After a long wait yeah. and much complaining, much wailing and gnashing of teeth, mm -hmm. we have uh, two, not one, but two Admech transport vehicles. The one looks like a Thompson's, or um, what do they call them, the, the boats that landed on, on the beach in D-Day. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it's probably what it was modeled off of. It's a, a hovercraft. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. I think a Thompson boat is what they were called, if I remember correctly. And yeah. then there's another version of it that's more of a gunship. And if I remember correctly, it still has some transport capacity. Um, they what both look really, really cool. You like you like that aesthetic? I do. I, I love it. It's just... It, it's, it's a hovercraft, kind of a cool little zippy guy. It's got like a big... I, I think it looks great. I like it. The, I'll the, have to see it in person. It, it looks like a box. It looks like a shoe box. Um, that yeah. aesthetic, I don't know why they always, they keep going for that. Well, because when I was reading an article about the way they design factions, mm -hmm. and uh, Jess Goodwin, who's like the grandmaster, he says that they, they 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 assign like a shape to every okay. faction. So Eldar is a triangle. Okay. Uh, and if you look, there's like triangular <clears throat> kind of theme in the way they're designed. Space Marines are a square. Mm -hmm. um, and then like when you when you see that a lot of imperial units are a square it's blocky mm -hmm. and you see that and it's a unifying aesthetic i like that they do that right like certain things are round and like like uh nurgle you get the, the three circles mm -hmm. and if you look at their vehicles they all have that kind of like a circular theme appearance and it really helps to unify them you, when you look at them you know what you're looking at and i think it's an intelligent choice so then rectangle would be mechanicum something like that yeah it's got that blocky imperium aesthetic. It just i don't uh, it's the same with those cars that are just cube, the cube, whatever that thing's called. Is that what it's called? <laughs> those are actually really uh, 
practical vehicles. It's just like driving like a Lego. You can't look cool. I mean, <laughs> I'm at the point where I don't care. Right. I'm looking forward to getting a station wagon. All right, like <laughs> that's where I'm at. Having I mean, a cool car, I don't even care anymore. It's I mean, it's cool. I don't know. I like them. I don't like the aesthetic. I like them. But who cares? Agree right? to disagree. Yeah, no big deal. But here's the one that's got the most people excited about. That, that people are talking about and the, God, these look so good. Yeah. The new Chaos Knights. Oh, they already previewed the book. So yep. they are, you're getting a full codex. It's going to be like Imperial Knights, but uh, the the Chaos Knight kit is absolutely awesome. Uh, at first, it took me a while to realize that this was like an actual kit, but uh, it's got like different legs, some different uh, features to the armor, and uh, it just looks super duper cool. Uh, what do you think, buddy? I don't know. I'm hearing a weird noise. I, know, I'm trying <laughs> I got to do distracted my best by it. What the hell is that? I think it's somebody oh, next door. Um, anyways, the uh, I love the aesthetic on this thing. And if it look, the legs are different, right? Like yep. the pose. Yep. It's a new kit. It's a whole new kit. Yeah. They, they look amazing. Yeah, they like, do. Uh, this is this is a home run, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and you know, like we were been saying that the the Chaos Knight Codex. Obviously, we can't spoil anything. Right. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I think it's really well right. done. Um, and if you're a Chaos player out there... The question is, stuff. why? so Chaos can have Imperial Knights versions, but why can they not have a Razorback? Or a Drop Pod. Right. They have them in the books. Why? Somebody answer that if you're a Games Workshop employee. <laughs> like, Trust me. Wait, give it to them. Like, what, you know they, that's so weird. That's what I, I'm weird, though, in that like I see this, and I think this is amazing. But then why, I think, why can't, why don't why they have the other stuff? Chaos Drop Pod, like, it's, it, it's right. in all the books. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I there's mean, a reason. Whatever. They just don't like them. They're like, ah, it's too much, like, just put in a too much, uh, throw as soon as they turn to it. Chaos, they just, they junk them, right? They just toss them into space. So, like, get rid of these Razorbacks. <laughs> the Thunder Hammers? They just like, throw yeah. them out the airlock? Wait, wait, we want Maybe them. Abaddon just makes them do it. He's like, show me loyalty, destroy all your Drop Pods. It's like, but these are really useful. your Razorbacks. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Just do it. If you love me, you'll do it. Uh, so, wow, a lot yeah. of stuff that we just went Quite a bit, over. all weekend, it was just yeah. like, refresh that page, refresh, refresh, refresh. And they there, talked about um, other stuff like Golden Demon and mm -hmm. stuff like that too, so. There's a, there's more stuff coming that we didn't even have a chance to talk about because there's so much of it. There's new paints yeah. that apparently... The paints I don't understand. So, the new paints, they're like, they're called like two-tone or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, they're a, a shade and a highlight. So apparently the way it's pigmented is that it's a different color in the recesses of the model than it is on the upper parts. So it gives you two colors with one go. It, okay. it looks like magic. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be really curious to try it out myself. But um, I guess cool. we'll have to see. It's pretty neat. Uh, also, uh, ITC, woof. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on, baby. Moving on up. Uh, so again, as always, if you like the ITC, you like what it's doing, you want to help support it, see it grow and continue forward into the future. Consider supporting our Patreon that we set up for it. Uh, administrating the ITC has become a massive task at this stage. It's also cost a lot of money to keep it going. So you can support it for as little as a dollar a month if it's something that's interested, uh, that you're interested in. Of course, 100% optional, you do not have to. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that you would like to, to support, uh, please consider uh, joining the Patreon because we super appreciate it. We should do a telethon for the Patreon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do not want to That'd be that. really fun. <laughs> yeah. Really fun. Uh, so Just upcoming ITC events. Yeah. I mean, you can, there's, there's different levels of support, but you can mm -hmm. do it for as little as $1 a month. 
Uh, we have a ton, a ton of 40K events this weekend. My my gosh. Wow. I can't I have to scroll all the way. Past. Yeah. It's insane. It's just one weekend. And so we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven GTs this weekend. That's crazy. The Steel City Slaughter in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The 2019 ANS 40K Team Championship in Queensland, Australia. Uh, Warzone Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. We have a major, the Storm of Silence, up in Spokane Valley, Washington. Our good friend uh, Bob Kelly puts that on. Oh, very cool. Uh, GT, the Warhammer 40K <clears throat> Guildcon 3 in Gradignan, France. Nice. We have the Cataclysm Crown Warhammer 40K ITC Grand Tournament in Illinois in McKenzie Park. Another GT, the Alberta Classic, uh, the Ogre's Den Gaming Club up in uh, Calgary, Alberta. And a major, the Caledonian Mayhem 2019 in Element Games at Stockport, England. Another GT, <laughs> Spring Conflagration 2019, Warhammer 40K GT in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, and another major, the May 40K Fun and Fluff Tournament in London. And uh, London, United Kingdom, obviously. And uh, another major, the Alamo GT 2019, San Antonio, Texas. Holy crap. Quite a bit. And lots and lots of little RTTs as well. Four majors and eight GTs this weekend. Well, summer's kicking off. That's crazy. A lot of the stuff over the summer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nuts. That's exciting <clears throat> to, to see it. So uh, we also have quite a few Age of Sigmar events coming up, uh, including obviously the BAO. We hope you come by and check it out. Let's take a look at your current ITC top five 40K competitive track. So the, the machine, Jim Vessel, continues to dominate, subjugate. He's like Daenerys on his dragon, just burning everything to the ground for right. no reason. <laughs> yeah. TJ Lanigan. Good, I like that reference. <laughs> TJ Lanigan in second place. Uh, Andrew Ford in third. Richard Siegler in fourth. And John Lennon, the Gene Steeler kid, in fifth. Very cool. Uh, 40K ITC Hobby Track Top 5. Again, pretty interesting. Jim Vessel continues to lead by a significant margin, followed by Simon Lean in second place. Paul Winters in third. Harrison Jewell in fourth, and Paul Bowman in fifth. Well done. Paul Bowman? Where did he come from? His, his uh, elder army looks nice. Oh, okay. Uh, and they've been playing in a lot of events lately. Gotcha. Age uh, of Sigmar ITC current top five. We've got the Jersey Kid way out in front with a, wow. what, 80-point lead. He Matt, takes this stuff seriously. Oh, he's a big-time AOS player. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, Matt Pashby. Second place, the French Overlord, Jeremy Vessier. Third place, Matt's co-host from the wide world of Wargaming, Alex Gonzalez in third. Matt Beasley in fourth, and Jack Ballard in fifth. Wait a minute, where is Joe Cryer? Joe Cryer fell off the top the list. ten? Wow. Joe. Get it together, on, my man. Where are you? Uh, Age of Sigmar ITC Hobby Track, current top five. We have Ricky Fisher in first place. Villip Berduzco jumps into second. Natasha Thomas drops down into third. Rich Waters in fourth. Matt Beasley in fifth. <clears throat> Spire current top five. We have Tony Field leading the pack, followed by Kevin Cruz. Daniel Velasquez in third. Philip Santamaria in fourth. Jonathan Colson in fifth. Kill Team, uh, it's been, so many events already have been happening for Kill Team. It's, it's uh, really cool to see how quickly uh, they had embraced the ITC. Uh, Ryan Hebb currently leading the pack, followed by Alex Grinton in second, Joseph v Vloet, Vloat mm -hmm. in third. Sorry if I said that wrong. Georgie Garnett moves down into fourth, and Michael T. Holy. <laughs> That's just the best. It just rolls off he the tongue. Please be like a preacher. Or a WWF guy. That was what I or was Or like saying. a healer. You know, come to your town. Michael T. Holy. 
I love it. Hilkiria. <laughs> got the snake oil for you. Oh, man. What a cool name that is. I'm Anybody, stealing that. I'm a, stealing that name for a future book. Anytime you use your middle initial, that is a power move. It's kind of uh, preposterous. Like, it works if you're like George R.R. R. Martin because it's, mm -hmm. you know, for a writer. Yeah. I wonder if you introduce your, I'm Michael T. Holy. Like, ooh, wow. That's strong. That's, yeah. <laughs> you sign it that way, too. <laughs> That's great. What is the guy, the guy who does the voice on Bob's Burgers? Oh, yeah. What's his name? It's H. John Benjamin, right? Mariana, do you know that? He's also Archer. I think he's, I always thought that that was a funny name. And he explained that when he, his girlfriend one time like said, hey, I need to sign you up for this casting call. She's like, what should I write? He's like, I don't know, something uh, pretentious. So she wrote H. John Benjamin. So he's gone with that for the rest of his career. Was, so, something pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's what I think. Anyways, not that you're you're pretentious, Michael T. Holy, but that's pretty funny. That is such a cool name. Anyways, uh, let's do a whole thirty minutes and talk about that guy's name. <laughs> we could, I'm sure. <laughs> just, uh, let's just get into character. And... <laughs> uh, oh, you'll get to me. The SoCal says, "Reese, just a heads up. I didn't find that razor phone, but I am sending you the iPhone 4S. Whoa! I just dug up my dead tech box." Oh, dude, if you had had a razor, I would have been fired up for that. Those are so good. The very best 2014 has to offer. Well, the phone I have now is from 2010, so uh, that's quite the upgrade. Lou, I think that Michael, if, if he comes, should be wearing an all-white suit. That would be my, with a white fedora hat. Or a top hat. With like a purple undershirt. <laughs> I think that's the look. I love it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, let's take a look at some of these commissions that we recently Ooh. painted. Go for it. We got commissions. We also talk about that kind of stuff. Oh my goodness, it's up. So we have Archaon. This is the first time we've done Archaon, actually. Um, well, we we painted one for Frankie. Yeah, that doesn't count though. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, but so this is done at uh, the Tabletop Plus, Plus um, but it could easily pass for Masterclass if I That's wanted to use those for marketing photos. Um, fantastic job. Um, pro tip though, when you are um, gluing this thing to the base, it is glued by the tail to a rock. Yeah, it's a very small. So you need to use point. plastic glue because that needs to melt on there. Because if not, um, uh, it's going to break off. Yeah. And Battle Foam, by the way, makes custom foam for it and the exact specifications. So that's very helpful. But yeah, client very happy. This thing came out gorgeous. Very happy with it. Um, what else we got? The salty oh, banana bear. This is, a, this is actually a surprise. This is a gift to me. It's a surprise banana. The Jersey kid himself, uh, Matt Pashby, who's uh, one of our commission artists. Uh, and he sent it to me for the Banana Legion. For yes, my, for my never army. made... It's made. Army. It's, it's, it is made. And He's it's, painted one model in it. It's, uh, it's primed <laughs> gray. But I love this, dude, the, the banana bear. It was so funny. I was like, that's awesome. That's very cool. <laughs> banana bear. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for that shout out. But, oh, I thought we had more, but just that one today. Yeah, just those two. Uh, we'll jump into chat, answer any questions. <clears throat> and then let's talk a little bit about old Game of Thrones. Is there anything else though with Game of Thrones going on? I can't think of anything. Eh. It's been a light. Eh. You know, I think this month they're just like, we just, you know, we're going to do a couple Kill Team releases, you know, a little Shade Spire, sprinkle yeah. it in. It's been a little bit of a slow yeah, uh, so. month, but there's a ton of, of really cool stuff on the way, as we saw. But uh, right. Oh, yeah. the one thing that they showed the um, they they had they printed the um, the sister of battle render yep. that they've been showing. They just only showing renders of it, so they actually printed it and painted it up. It looks really good. Yeah. So if that's what we can expect for the plastics. It's going to be a very good looking release. Yeah, the summer is going to be jam packed full of cool stuff. 
uh, it's going to be really exciting next couple well it's going to be non-stop I'll put it that way there's all kinds of cool stuff on the way we can uh, talk about, about relevant things Game of Thrones going on yeah I mean I figured we'd talk about it it's really pertinent right now so you know spoiler alerts if you haven't seen episode uh, 5 in the season which Turn was off. The, yeah. yeah then you may go ahead and press press uh, press stop and then we'll see you next week or stop watching yeah or and, stop watching uh, yeah. and why don't you join the rest of the human race yeah uh, zero charisma. Yeah, I'm glad. Go watch it. I'm glad you enjoyed my little mini Facebook reviews, but uh, it's man, like the more we've dug into it, the more like starting to understand why it's gotten. Some people are enjoying it, and that's cool. And I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad <clears throat> people are enjoying the the show this last season. It's been like from a directing perspective, like the cinematography, the acting, the sound, mm -hmm. the effects. It's better than most movies I've ever seen. Like. Sure. The, the work that went into it to make it entertaining, 10 out of 10, so gorgeous. And 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 if you came into it and just saw this season, right, and like it was a coherent story, uh, it would be, I would say it's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. But coming into it from where we've been, especially if you read the books, <clears> I've been <throat> reading the books for like 14, 15 years or something like that. Yeah. Like I know you've read the books too. Mm -hmm. And uh, just like, like absolutely disappointing the storytelling has been in the last... The last few, like just the, the well, if you look at the this again, this is personal opinion, right? Some people really do like the show, and they like they like it. It's, they watch it for entertainment purposes. They don't read the books. In that case, yes, it's very entertaining. They have no expectations, right? But if you if you notice the writing, it, it, I think there's a very clear drop off from where they stopped the source material. Yeah, and they started saying, now we're going to write our own version of the end of the story. Yeah, but they just can't write as well. They're not George as R. George R. R. Martin. They can they cannot write characters like he writes characters. Well, and then the interesting thing too, like the two guys, the D and D, um, yeah. the, the the guys who are kind of like the driving the show force, runners. the yeah. showrunners. They uh, they haven't really written. They've only written like one episode each. And prior to this, their big claim to fame was that uh, one of them was a writer for the god awful Wolverine uh, movie where he fights Deadpool. the origins. The first one that was really like bad. the worst one, and that was it. Like that was. That was the big thing. And they had that one guy in a fat suit that played the blob. Yeah. Really bad. And they're writing they're writing these final episodes, and I think that's why it's so different in tone. And we're not right. here to just, like, bitch about it, because, like, some people are really enjoying it. That's great. I'm happy for them. But mm -hmm. holy cow, man, those things just well, fell it's off. Rushed. A, it fell <clears throat> off a cliff. It's rushed. I mean, the last couple of seasons, I feel, were not – there was a lot of questionable decisions that were made that I was okay with. But this last season is just – Everything is so rushed. It's just yeah. so rushed. What and it's, um, and I get it. There's probably a lot that people are not aware of. Like, right. There's probably the undercurrent possibly is how much money it costs to make those episodes. And HBO is like, we cannot we just, fund this. The thing is, and we've so, heard that that wasn't the case. We heard that they had the the budget. And I don't know. I can't verify yeah. this. But we've, we've been hearing, and like I've been reading on blogs and we were just talking about it before to show that they actually had as much money as they wanted. They could have done more shows, but they they, they wanted to end it in six. Because I guess the, the writers and some of the, the members of the cast were ready to move on. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, oh, let's just Which wrap is it fine, up in but six give it, episodes. give it, like, let it, like, do it right. Yeah. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame to, to how many years has that been on now? Eight. Eight years yeah. it's been on. What a shame to let something that's been on for eight years and have become into people's lives and people are very invested in the show to just say, to just go out and flash like yeah. that. 
it's like, just unfair. It's it's not. It does no justice to the people who've sat and watched it for eight years. Yeah, and it's it's the, the integrity of the story and like you because when you when you start these big epic stories, and it's so annoying when they don't get finished, like Dune and uh, Wheel of Time and you know probably Game of Thrones. It's like you're inviting these people to come on this journey with you, and you have a responsibility to finish what you started. Mm-hmm. And it's so annoying when it doesn't, or it's even like. Just in wrapping it up because you don't because you don't want to like you're just like well I don't really feel like putting yeah, in the it's effort. Like, f you, man! Like yeah, I guess I spent it. eight years watching this, and yeah. I understood going into it that it wasn't going to be exactly from the books because even from the first episode, it wasn't exactly from the books. They kept a lot of that in, and, that, and that's fine. Like, and I was they, okay with it, but then no to, to rush it in. and to to start these stories that went to nowhere, the Night King thing went to literally went to nowhere. They spent how many seasons leading up to that to just have it done. Yeah, and George R. R. Martin made it clear that that was the main story. Mm-hmm. Like the the show, fo- the show is like a Game of Thrones. They didn't have the subtitle of Song of Fire and Ice. Like, so they did focus more on the political aspect of it, which is fine. I accept that. But the books, it was about the conflict between life and death. Mm-hmm. And like the Night King isn't even in the books. Like he's a made up character for the show. Uh, there's a character called the Night's King that takes. He lives way in the past in the books. And the, the White Walkers are not, they're like fairy people mm-hmm. in the books. They're not like zombie men. They're like ice fairies and like they can talk and they have their own culture. They're not even necessarily evil. And the Night's King was a guy from the Night's Watch that marries one of them. And like it's, so it, it, it's totally different. And I accept that. But yeah, he's the Night King's supposed to be this big bad villain. And episode three, when he just gets gadded by Arya, like, from a storytelling perspective, like as a, as a show, it was super exciting and fun. And I was like, oh my God, I was off, off the edge of my seat. I was like, wow, that was so cool. But it was as a way, as a satisfying resolution to that mm-hmm. storyline, it fell flat. <laughs> You're like, really, that was it? And then of course the asinine- That was it and that was it, literally. Asinine was- tactics, like could they have at least like tried, like it doesn't have to be a military reenactment. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. But it was like, none of it made the like slightest bit of sense. <laughs> with right. what they're doing <laughs> like yeah oh my god and then again the thing that really was disappointing is they did it again like the golden company here comes the, could, could, should not have even been included why did they even have them in the show why that bring them so up pointless. at the beginning of a season from nowhere oh hey we got the golden company did you bring your elephants no oh man yeah. and then and then, then stand then. outside of those city walls which is idiotic why would I, you when do they that? when that scene came on they all start marching out the door like why are Come they going on. outside of the castle? That doesn't make any fucking sense. You're like you're on top of a giant wall. Like, and they establish in the yeah. lore too that like one man in a castle is worth 20 men outside of it. And then of course the dragon all of a sudden can explode. The dragon. 20 foot stone walls with his breath and kills the whole golden company in, in two seconds. I was like, why, what was the point of that? It just it, When they were set, I knew that that was coming. And I was like, how are they going to play? How are they going to explain how on a boat they were able to take down one of the dragons without with no problem that was so no so, three dead on shots so no issues and then all of a sudden it this dragon is invulnerable and it's too fast for them to shoot and like yeah, if they would have done something like say hey dragons can evolve once they've been in a battle or something just one line of dialogue right? to just give it some explanation like, like why did he's why? like this time i'm not going to get surprised by a fleet of boats or like hey i'm going to come in from the sun like they kind of showed that like where yeah. she came down from because they you know he looked up and squinted that was the cue that it was in the sun yeah. and uh and then the dragon comes in and just wrecks everything i'm like what 
the, the whole like even the whole their, tension of like they have these new weapons that can kill dragons is gone. Yeah, it's gone. It should have never even been there. It literally wasn't there. Because well, I mean, in the in the episode with uh, Euron, who is the most worthless character ever, and in the books, the character that he's based off of, Victorian and Euron combined, mm-hmm. way, so much more interesting and more sinister. His character did jack shit, and yeah. then it uh, could go on and on. But the the part where like the the dragons get surprised by a fleet of boats in broad daylight on a clear sunny day Mm -hmm. and then he's on a floating boat and he shoots three for three into the dragon that's flying Mm -hmm. with a scorpion and then yeah in the next episode no one can hit shit they're like oh it's coding too fast i was like this is so internally inconsistent but like i said they could have done one thing like this time i'm ready for it but it's or i have a new tactic to not get hit yeah it was just absurd. And then the, 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 the really disappointing part, like I can get past all that, the stupid tactics that they employ, I can get past that. It's the way that they're just throwing away plot lines and character development. Mm-hmm. Like Jamie's character arcs throughout the whole thing. He's he's evil Jamie, he goes to Jamie the Redeemed, who goes to fight for, for life. And then in the course of one episode, like Brienne of Tarth, oh, I like you, oh, I'm out of here, I'm actually a bad guy. And then goes back and just junks everything. And I thought that was actually a disservice to the character of Bran. Yeah. Because it shows her being the strong, stoic woman character, right? Up through eight, almost seven seasons. And then all of a sudden, wham, wham, dude wham. bails on her and she starts crying. And I'm like... Oh. It was bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, Hypnocracking, yeah. And then Hypnocracking says, and they just totally uh, nullified Jamie's character. Like, yeah, it was just like such a disservice. And then the way he goes out is absurd he teleports outside of the city to the beach no explanation like that was the way to get into and then he just who happens to be walking yeah, out of the Euron water just swims up and at like, that moment let's fight and i was like, the only survivor what <laughs> like the like uh, he's right next to the red keep that's the secret entrance exit into the red keep he somehow flies over there to go back into the red keep like what right. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Right. And then uh, it could go on and on. We'll jump into the chat a little bit too. Like Arya's arc, how dead focused on killing this certain people that did her family wrong. Like right. dead set on it. Absolutely a Batman ninja killer. Mm-hmm. The the hound gives one line of dialogue and she gives up on the entire motivation of her character. Just like right. that. I was like, get the F out of here. And then she runs around the city as Danny goes bad mm-hmm. shit again, inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's like, oh, I saw this coming. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a, give me a break. Like, oh, that was such an abrupt change in her character from Danny, the, the, the girl who saw her dragons kill one innocent person and locked them up mm-hmm. for like, what, two seasons? Yeah. And then all of a sudden now... Because she, John's popular and, and won't return her affection physically, everyone dies. Like they didn't develop it enough. No, I could have. I see. I see where they were going. I, I do see where they're going with it, and I accept the decision. But they also like they didn't set it up right. Like they could have, and again because they're rushing it. It's only six episodes. They had to get through this major storyline that had been building for several seasons. Let's get that over with within three episodes, and then now we have to finish this other giant storyline that's been brewing for you know seven seasons, and they each have to be done in three episodes. It's impossible. Like if you if you boil it all down, 
it's just what a mistake they made trying to do this all in six episodes. What a mistake. And then saying, oh, well, we wanted it to have a lot of CGI budget. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just disappointing. Uh, Ghost Valley says he thinks Jamie's character arc, the point of it was to show that he tried to be good and failed. Um, but he didn't even do anything bad at the end. He went to go die. That was it. Well, he, he tried to save Cersei and he failed. But and it's also not satisfying that, the, that Cersei, the villain of the show, gets such like a, ni- like a nice death in the arms of her you know, man she loves. Mm-hmm. And like everyone else is just like dying horribly. Yeah. And they're just trying to rush through and get it done. And it's just the story suffering as a mm-hmm. result of it, which is really, really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hypno Kraken says, Danny was always a bad choice. People were just blind to it. I bet a lot of money she's going to do the same thing that her family did. Yeah, they're establishing that, but my gripe with it is that I can accept her going off the deep end. They just, they did it in like six scenes. Mm-hmm. She went from, they, like, you get seven seasons of establishing her as someone who's like just, she's ruthless to her enemies, but she always goes out of her way to try and like the break of change to like save people and do things uh, to, to, to be noble and loyal and like help other people out. And then, like, the change to Crazy Danny is, like, so abrupt. Mm-hmm. It really feels forced and fake. And then in the show, too, she says, like, yeah, like, I'm going to rule with fear and fire. And then Tyrion is like, hey, if they ring the bells and surrender, won't you let them surrender? She's like, yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. So they go in, they win the fight, the bad guys surrender, and then she just starts murdering innocent right. people. And then Grey Worm's like, personality change also. What? Like, dude is, like goes several seasons of no emotion, just very stoic, very like mechanical yeah. to like, oh, I'm now I'm insane with rage. Just quick. It was just too quick. Well, they, they gave him a, a motivating, uh, Miss Sandy dies and it's yeah, like but he's broken but by still, it. Like, yeah. It was eh. just, it, it just, the whole thing feels like really forced and I'm, I don't think it's going to happen, but hopefully George R. R. Martin actually finishes writing the books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll no see. motivation. Why would he ever? Yeah. Goes to Ghost Valley. I never ever felt like Martin George R. R. Martin would give us what we want. Yeah, like what you wanted as a, as a viewer of the story for most people is going to see Danny and John like come together. The books are called The Song of Fire and Ice. He's obviously Ice. She's obviously Fire. The story is largely about the Targaryens and the Starks. So like you wanted to see them come together, but you know George R. R. Martin is going to subvert that expectation and make it a conflict. And I'm sure because like, he told them the ending of the story, and I'm sure that that this is the way it was going to go down in the books, but. It would have just been done in a way that felt more natural. It would have, you know, you, you would have had more time to develop it and it would have been more tragic. And now it's just like Danny didn't get the D and goes bananas, murders all these innocent children and, and women that goes totally against your character. And you're like, I don't even give a shit who sits on the Iron Throne anymore. Mm-hmm. It could be that horse that came out of nowhere. Like him yeah, we just have throne. to, uh, now we just got to finish it out one more and that's it. Yeah. And, I'll, and then I'll we can start it. talking about it. And then the thing is to, and like, sorry that we've gone way off on this tangent, but it's just like, we've all been talking about it so much. It's, it's still, it's still the best TV from production value I've ever seen. And it's still been an incredible achievement. It's just really disappointing that's ending, that the plot and the storytelling has just gone down the shitter in the last, the last one. It's just really disappointing. Mm -hmm. So, oh, well, Uh, let's answer some of the questions. Uh, I love this tangent. Best signals ever. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, phase that up. She changed faster than Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. It was just, it feels forced, even though it's a cool plot device. Like, oh, Danny ends up going crazy. And in the books, it's definitely more established that she's impulsive mm-hmm. and violent. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's definitely more fleshed out. In the show, uh, the, the actress playing her is like, she's, she's portrayed her as very compassionate when she can be. 
and kind of more of like a strong woman. And now it's like, oh, now she's actually insane. It just felt really forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost Valley, I'm in the minority, but I really like Jamie not following the arc of a hero. Uh, he chucked a kid out the window to bone his sister. Yeah. But I mean, he, he's still not like a good guy. He's just a redeemed, more of a redeemed character. He makes a sacrifice. Like in the episode before, he leaves his sister. It's this heart wrenching thing. He's like, no, I got to go do what's right. Oh, okay, never mind. I'll screw all that character development. I'm just going right back to the beginning. Sure, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just the writing is just bad. Yeah. Uh, Nor Sone says he thinks Bran is the Night King. Who cares? The Night King was a chump. He got his ass kicked yeah. instantly. That storyline's done. Yeah. Like, what was this? There was so many unanswered questions that they developed in the show. Like, what is the symbol that they have? Like, what? Well, they obviously were not like they were not writing seasons for like upcoming seasons. Like they were writing mess they go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, now we got to end it. So I get it. The, the power of Dawn. What is that? The power of the boners? Conquers all. That's the old, uh, and family motto. <laughs> oh, no, man. I bet, I bet Jon Snow is like, I God, that he's like, my, I should have just back. gone with it. <laughs> all these people wouldn't be dead. All right. Oh, uh, anyway. Well, we hope I uh, hope you enjoyed our kind of uh, random Game of Thrones uh, rant slash discussion there. Uh, one more week, and then um, then we'll be done with it. Put that one to bed. Let's move on. It was almost perfect. It was almost magnificent. Yeah. It got got close. Yeah, uh, got close. Yeah, they went to the law school of show writing. Like, mm-hmm. no, the guys writing the season have only written two episodes prior to this. Like, well, I'm sure they have a team of writers, but those are the two no, guys. No, this in one apparently yeah. this one they insisted that they finish it up. Yeah, and they suck. They should not have done. They should not have done that. They should have had George R. R. Martin write the the shows. Well, he he does write screenplays. He can't write his own books. So yeah, oh, fair enough. So anyway, uh, again, thank you for joining us on this little uh, uh, sideways trip into the Game of Thrones universe. Yeah. Uh, we won't we don't do this very often, but every now and then it's fun to come. Anson, I have been watching Chernobyl. It's great. It's it's historical fiction for sure. It's not they, it's not realistic realistic, but it's really good. Historical fiction is realistic. It's a fictional telling of a real event. I guess that's the best way. Awesome. Well, anyway, I hope you guys join us next week for more gaming discussion. And uh, we might mention Game of Thrones, but we won't go off on a 15-minute tangent. Yeah. Uh, But we did. uh, That was fun. Yeah. Well, until next week. Actually, you know what? I forgot. My apologies. Next week, we will not be broadcasting because we will be at the BAO. Mm. So you won't see us again for two weeks. Sorry about that. I totally forgot. Oh, boy. Yeah. So anybody coming to the BAO, we look forward to seeing you. Hope you have a good good time and good luck. And again, we will see you all in two weeks for the next episode of Signals from the Frontline. Cheers.